Welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 167. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Mindful himself, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Mike. And I tell you what, if mindful and mindset and uh, directional thinking is the thing that you and I and all of our listeners are getting ready to dig into today. I think we've got a real powerhouse of an episode of an author and a way of thinking to kick off, quite frankly, Mike, a brand new series for us. A new series, it's always good. And frankly, it's taken us way too long to get to this author and his work. So Mark, let's jump straight into it. Who have we got? That's right. Listeners, today in show 167, we are kicking off a brand new mindset series with the subtle art of not giving a by Mr. (laughs) Mark Manson, a book that, quite frankly, a lot of us are probably aware of. I certainly have been aware of it for a number of years. Maybe, Mike, partly down to the title. Um, I think certainly when I was uh, younger, when it first came out, I probably to be honest, dismissed it because it it was a little bit uh, confrontational or controversial with the title. But really digging into it, digging into the work of Mark Manson, uh, following him and really getting into the book, I think there are some real essential lessons and tips and tricks within the subtle art that you and I and our listeners can really learn from. I think it's actually a very moonshotty book. Yeah, I I really find that uh, he's got this almost sneaky way of getting us to talk about our values, which is something I think we neglect a lot. Uh, I think with all the best intentions of the world, you still need to to put some time and effort in asking yourself, how do I want to behave in the world? How do I want to be? What type of person do I want to be? And uh, his work in the subtle art uh, really crosses over some really interesting ideas that we've touched on in the show, circle of control, circle of influence. Um, It definitely has a big intersection with some of the purpose work of Simon Sinek. And I think what's in store for, for us, Mark, and all of our listeners is the opportunity in a pretty relaxed way to talk about some things that often feel a little bit heavy. I mean, we did a big show series on Jordan Peterson and he came with his like almost biblical commandment-like ideas. Manson just comes at the same subject in a totally different way. It's really refreshing and I can't wait to get into really thinking about how we want to treat others, how we want to work with people, how we want to focus ourselves on finding what Mark Mason calls the good life. That's right. I think, Mike, you've set us up perfectly. And I think you're right. It's really around finding meaning in life, isn't it? Finding a productive Mm. use of your time and energy and being able to choose the things that you do and don't care about. So, Mike, why don't we launch straight into our first clip, an introduction with Mark Manson, and he's joined with another moonshotter, Mr. Gary V, and they're going to help us understand and discuss values, helping you to compartmentalize your focuses. What is the one, two, three sentence recap of the subtle art of not giving a fuck, the 2016 book that went bananas? (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's, 
I always joke that that it's a book about values, but it, you know, if I if I told people it was a book about values, nobody would read it. So you got to put fuck in the title and kind of trick people into it. But it, I mean, it, I, I mean, you just do you you do realize you just completely in two sentences recapped my entire career. <laughs> I would argue so that here's, in two seconds. Here's the thing, Gary. The amount of shit I eat. Here, here's the thing, man, please, and, please, and, please. And, and, I, and I think you, you and I landed in this spot for the same reason because you, you and I live and breathe and eat and sleep the, the online social media world. And what you quickly discover when you're in that world is that there's an infinite amount of stuff out there. And so if you don't figure out, val- like if you don't discover values to sort that stuff, if you don't you're figure finished. out like principles of like, mm-hmm. this is what matters to me, this is what's important to me, and this is just crap that I'm going to ignore, you're going to drown. And I, I quickly just, you know, coming from a self-help angle, um, I quickly discovered that a lot of my generation's problems, a lot of the anxiety and depression and stress that my generation goes through, it comes from just not figuring out what those values are. What, what are those sorting mechanisms in your life? And then when you don't have your own, you're grabbing onto people's, totally. you're grabbing to others, you're yeah. completely succumbing to um, outside affirmation. And the second you are living for outside affirmation, it's game over. Game over indeed, Mark. There are so many distractions, so many things competing for our our headspace, our attention, our engagement. Uh, I think where we're really going to here is if you want to filter the world around you and you want to operate successfully in a uh, culture that is always connected in and online, you need to know your values. And that's another way of just saying how you want to behave in the world, what's acceptable, what's not, what you're going to care about, what you're not going to care about. And that's certainly some magic that Gary Vee and Mark Manson are bringing. Also, warning for for any parents out there, uh, we will uh, minimize any of these uh, uh, um, F-bombs, but I think we got most of them out of the way, don't you, Mark? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I I think the, apart from all the F-bombs, from from Mark and Gary, I think the core crux uh, and why I think it's a really nice little intro there is, as Mark himself says, it is a book about values. And as you say, Mike, a book about finding that foundational element of, of how we do things and, and what makes or impacts our decision-making. And the truth is we, we don't spend a lot of time doing this, do we? It's something that's come up through some of our other shows, how much time we spend on thinking and um, making decisions, uh, critical thinking as well. It, yeah, it is something that we, we deprioritize in favor of, of other things and other distractions, isn't it? It is. And, um, you know, for me, it reminds me what Mark Manson does in this book and what we've already started to hear, it's very akin to what Simon Sinek did when he asked the question, why? And he has that famous YouTube clip of he explains uh, the why of Apple and thinking different, right? Mm. And how his challenge to people and companies was to ask, why? Why do you exist? What's, what's your purpose? In mm. the same way, Mark Manson is saying, look, there were so many bad ideas that can get into your brain now. You have so much access 
to news information, uh, be it good or bad or otherwise, that essential to you feeling good in yourself is knowing your values and sticking to them. And I think that opens up, that is the perfect opener, not only for this show, but for our mindset series, Mark. And I'll tell you what else is perfect, damn perfect. And that's all of our members. Those mm. moonshotters, they're pretty perfect, aren't they? Yeah, they are pretty darn perfect. So Mike, as is now customary in our in our show, shall I do a little bit of a, a round a round table and a roll call for all of Indeed. our members and subscribers and Patreon? Mm, I think this sounds great. And uh, I think uh, we just want to celebrate all of you who are supporting us on this mission to share our moonshots model to really learn out loud together and find out how we can be the best version of ourselves. So Mark, give us a roll call. Take it away. Drum roll, please. These are our favorite members, subscribers who are each receiving, uh, as we say, a lunar powered dose of good karma, as well as our thanks from myself, Mike and the Moonshots family. Greetings to Paul, Maria, Sid and Lisa, Daniela, Spaceman, Yasmin and Rodrigo, Connor, Marjan, Mark and Byron, Tom, Dietmar, Ken and Marjolin, Niall and Bridie, Terry and John, Niels and Bob. Whew, I'm, I'm going to need to have a, a longer breath next time. Mark. <laughs> yeah, I want to thank all of uh, you, our members who support us and help us pay our bills, hosting, transcription, and the list goes on and on. Uh, and uh, it takes quite a lot of effort to distribute the show these days. We have just uh, on the podcast version alone, we had last month 53,000 listeners. So for the few that have put themselves forward and supported us, we really appreciate it. Um, it really does help us pull the show together. So thank you for being a member. And listen, if you're a member, you get access to the Moonshot Master Series, which is exclusively and only for our members. And if you'd like to support us, get some of that lunar-powered good luck, or if you would love to listen to our Moonshots Master Series, which are epic 90-minute studies of the essentials to be the very best version of yourself, head over to moonshots.io, click on the big member button, join in the conversation here at moonshots.io. Mark, are you ready to kind of confront some of these big topics that Mark Manson has to bring to us? I, I think so, Mike. I think so. And as we've already heard from that intro clip with Mark, it's really not a book about dis, uh, disregarding absolutely everything in life and let's say behaving as though you don't have a care in the world. It really is around identifying that foundational being behind how you make decisions and those values that are uh, matter to you. And this next clip, Mike, we're going to hear from Mark Manson again, as well as uh, a, a great speaker, The Diary of a CEO, who's going to discuss a little bit about uh, adversity and understanding what challenges or what influences your decision making in your life and what Mark's going to say within this next clip is helping you and I and our listeners really help figure out what it is that we want and identify perhaps our values and why we do things. So let's hear from Mark Manson again on how we can figure out what we want. 
One of the things you talk about when we're talking about, you know, deciding what you want to do with your life, whether it's a business or you're going to be a pickup artist or whatever it is, mm. is this, the importance of asking the question why. And in the society and culture we live in, especially one that's so driven by comparison, where your values are almost being handed to you by Instagram and the Kardashians, like this yeah. is how, this is what you should value. Like I almost, I've almost felt, I, I remember one day a kid came up to me after I did this like big talk on stage and he said, I want to be a public speaker. And he was like 17. <laughs> and you're thinking, but you've got nothing. Like, you're, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Gonna about? <laughs> and, and really what he's saying is like, he doesn't want to be a public speaker. He wants the admiration yes. he thinks public speakers get, probably because he's insecure. Yeah. And, and so many kids, including myself as a young kid, we don't actually know what we want. We have mm-hmm. no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. But what we probably want is not to be insecure and get laid. Like at the heart of it. And the pursuit of that, as right. you've described, takes us down a dark alley to the wrong place, usually a dead end as well. So how do I figure out what what I actually want yeah. in my life without it being Kardashian noise or Instagram? Like what does, what, what do I want and how do I find out? I think, so it's a tricky thing, right? Because again, I think you, you kind of have to get it wrong. It's like the relationships. You need to get a couple wrong before you know how to get it right. And I think it's the same in pursuing a career or, or, or finding a purpose in life. Like you, you need to get it wrong a couple of times because we're experts at tricking ourselves. You know, it's like that kid, he wants admiration, right? But if you ask them in his head, he's like, no, 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 I'm just really passionate about communicating with people. I love people. You know, it's like, we all do that to ourselves. We all like, we find the, the admirable narrative to kind of explain what we're, what we want in the world. So I think you need to go through, you need to hit a couple dead ends. You know, it's like, like that kid, he probably should go get on stage and give the speeches and get the applause and then realize that the applause doesn't solve anything that he's, he's still just as insecure as he was before. Because then once, once he does that, then he'll be ready to ask that question of like, why do I want to do that? Like, why am I really doing this? It's almost a question you have to earn in a lot of ways. Interesting. You know, and I feel like a lot of people, they just want to start there. And it's like, no, 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 you have to like, cause look, we're all like the Kardashian thing, right? Like, like the reason that stuff is so popular is because we're wired to value it. We're wired to want status. We're wired to want to be beautiful and sexy and we're wired to want to impress others. Like that's never going to go away. The question is, is like, what do you want? once that is kind of removed from the equation. But I think mentally to be able to remove it from the equation, you have to try to get some of it first and, and, and see that it doesn't work. Yeah. Figuring out what you want. And I think Mark, he's basically an all classic moonshots thinking saying there ain't no shortcut. You got to work it out. And I think you got to ask some big questions as you learn and reflect on life. I mm. think that's, I think that's so important. Um, and something I'm figuring that we don't spend nearly enough time doing. No, I, I, I think you're right. And what it sparks in, in my mind when I'm hearing Mark Manson, um, give this piece of advice or at least this acknowledgement for this, this young guy who wants to go out and maybe try something just because he wants the admiration is we, we don't really know what it is that we want and what we don't want. 
And I think in the example that we heard in that clip, it, it's a good one when you learn from that experience, from that mistake, from that perhaps just experience in general, whether it's positive or negative. Uh, and I think the reason why that's a really good way of doing things is because we don't spend enough time experiencing or thinking about experiencing those opportunities. So mm. getting up on stage or maybe getting in a room, uh, presenting to, to a, a team or colleagues or whoever it might be and realizing, okay, well, this hasn't quite worked out for me, or maybe this isn't something that I really enjoy. I think I have a feeling that it might be easy to really reflect on it before getting up on stage. Maybe it is something that is a good way of experiencing something to go and physically do it because you haven't thought about it in advance. Does that make mm. sense? Maybe the, the, I think without reflection, it's hard to really know what do, does and doesn't matter to you. Yeah, and, and the way I try to do this, Mark, is I just try to reflect in order to live a life that is as close to my dream life. Said differently, what I'm trying to do in terms of figuring out what I really want and how I want to act in the world, what I try to do is imagine how would you live, let's take work for example, how would you spend your time, invest your time, if you didn't need to work in order to earn an income, okay? Because mm. once you remove that, then you would pursue what you really want, correct? Mm, absolutely. So, so this is a really interesting step to take. Okay, so imagine I didn't need to pay the rent, right? Okay, well, then what would I do with my time? What would I be working on? And I try to get every time I do new things in life and work to make the, 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 the thing that I'm doing a mirror image of what I would do if I didn't need to pay the rent. Mm. And it's not perfect, but the attempt is to get those things to look and feel as close uh, as each other as possible. And I think that this is done through the act of saying, I feel really good when I do these things, something doesn't feel right about these things or I've tried and I've tried and yeah, this thing's just not working. Asking yourself, well, why is it not working and how might I do it differently? It's almost like the life is this marathon of iteration, reflection, test and learn. And, and for me at least, I'm trying to hit the target um, of I am doing exactly what I am born to do, what I like to do, which doesn't, it's not always easy, but it's very mm. rewarding and satisfying. How do you try and figure out what you want, Mark? Like how do you kind of follow up on this thought from Mark Manson, author of The Subtle Art? Like how do you apply this? Yeah, I actually uh, love what you've just said, which is finding the thing that you enjoy or that you're born to do, it might actually not be the easiest thing. So I think there's a, a perhaps a, a, a distraction that we might see from uh, the media, social media, uh, even movies, 
where a life of doing nothing is desirable, when actually there's a lot of value that you can get out of just doing something, whether it's learning out loud, whether it's reading, whether it's uh, helping others perform in their lives. I think this is a really interesting little point of difference, really, because if you realize that you get a kick or you get value out of doing something that's productive rather than just sitting around on a beach getting a suntan, um, I think that's a great demonstration of the fact that you found your your value mm. and want to go out and do something. And that's the thing that you give up about, as, as Mark Manson would say. Um, I think for me, Mike, helping understand or helping me learn what drives me and what it is that I, I do and don't want to do is uh, a kind of a mixture of different techniques and, and, and practices, actually, some of which we've talked about on the show, some of which we haven't. But for me, it really, really stems down from giving yourself enough time mm. to reflect on whether an action today or last week gave me some meaning some some value to my day and said better if i reflect on a lot of work that i've done uh let's let's just use a, a small time frame let's say 12 months if you can sit down and look back and say right this is what i did did that provide me any joy um maybe the joy was it made me laugh maybe it was that it helped me learn a new skill maybe it helped me address a weakness you know avoiding um, uncomfort. Maybe it gave me a platform to go out and experience something really, really difficult. If you give yourself enough time, and if I've given myself enough time to reflect on those things, I start to realize, oh, that, that was really good, even though maybe at the time it wasn't. Maybe mm. it was something that was really unpleasant. Maybe it was difficult. Maybe it made me feel uncomfortable. Maybe it even made me feel very, very distressed. If you can look back and you can reflect. And if I can think, okay, well, was that a positive experience though? And the answer is yes. Then you start to uh, almost look forward to going out and trying something exactly. new because it might, it might show you something else that you didn't realize. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, as we go into the journey of the subtle art by Mark Manson, I, I really would bring us all back to something we talked a lot about with Matthew McConaughey, which is journaling. If you want to figure out your values, want to figure out what you want from life, I believe journaling and is just a daily practice that will bring you so much insight, uh, so much, so much well-being, and I think that's really that unlocks the best version of yourself. And Mark, what I would propose to you, something that also unlocks the best version of yourself is as you're listening to the Moonshot Show, you open up your Spotify or your Apple podcast app and you give us a thumbs up, give us a like, give us a heart. Maybe if you're really excited, throw in a review because that would be a hugely positive experience, but it also, it's going to help us too, isn't it? That's right. Uh, and now with all the podcasting apps, it's much, much easier for you, our listeners, to go out and leave a review or leave a bit of a rating and let us know what you think. And it does, Mike, it really helps us spread the word 
of the moonshot's message. It gets the lunar-powered dose of out loud learning into the hands and the palms of many, many people around the world. But it's all down to you, our listeners. It's how you share, it's how you rate and how you react and review to the show. And your input, uh, no matter how small it might feel, makes a huge difference down the line. The butterfly wing really does make a difference on a large scale, doesn't it, Mike? Sure does, sure does. So, folks, if you're listening to this show on your phone or on your PC, in Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just go in to the show, see all the shows that we publish, and you can hit the star rating, you can hit the heart, you can even write something. If you're really excited, we'd really appreciate it because it helps more people discover the show. It helps more people learn out loud together with us. Now, coming back to Mark Manson and the subtle art, we're really, you know, circling around this issue of what are our values? You know, some people talk about these as being almost your your morals, but it's effectively how you want to behave in the world. And right now, you know, we're seeing a, a world in which we have so much access to the good things that happen in the world and sometimes the bad things too. And we have a choice about how we react uh, to this. And, you know, Mark Manson has some really good insights in this conversation with Gary V that, you know, maybe we're all becoming a bit addicted to moral righteousness. Well, it's, it's also just the world that we live in now, right? Like it's, we're exposed to so many other people all the time. And so many other people are exposed to us that it's, it's unreasonable to think that everybody who comes across you is going to like you. But I think, but I think there's a bigger thing where I love your thought on this. I, I think we're also in the explosion of popular culture judgment Mm. and, and pushing away as fast as we can any level of accountability. So judging is on fire and accountability everyone's running away from. Pointing fingers, super fun, popularized, point grabbing thumbs, devastating, nobody wants to do it. Thoughts? Absolutely. one, One thing I wrote about when the pandemic started was like, I feel like people have this addiction to like, moral righteousness. Like it's, it's actually becoming a problem. Like I think we should become not less moral, but like more amoral, like, like withhold judgment on like what is actually good and evil because it, because you're the judge, when you're the judge and the jury, it's a game of opinions outside of the things that most common sense, nice human beings can agree on. I don't think anybody's on the side of murder. Yeah, of course. But it's, I, I think, you know, it's so easy to pass judgment like moral judgment on people or groups of people today. And there's so little repercussions. And I think that that is like, we've just kind of, we've got this like crack addiction to moral righteousness as a culture. Well, it makes you feel better. It feels meaningful. It feels meaningful, but 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 there's no consequences. Yeah, I think to your point, man, we're going to really nerd out on this. (laughs) I I think it's an indicator of more collective unhappiness because I think we're in a bigger game of outside validation. Yeah. Because when you're unhappy, the trigger of tearing somebody else's building down is an endorphin and um, maybe not a endorphin, maybe I'm using, is a hit emotionally for you that helps you prop up in the short term. Yeah. And so, you know, it speaks to, you know, it's funny, people will blame technology, 
social media, things of that nature. But I think it really starts to your point back to what you did in 16. It starts on values. Like if parents raise their children in, and I'm a capitalist and I'm an entrepreneur, but, but I love the game. I'm not in it for the Lambo or the watch. And if Mm -hmm. you're teaching your kids that like, it's all about those things, like we're going to aspire to get a Mercedes Benz or, you know, you don't, you got to lose 15 pounds because you don't look good or like all these different things, everything you're doing to reinforce that the outside world's judgment matters. I'm, I'm the greatest beneficiary of a mother who built me the reverse. Yeah. Nothing else mattered, but what happened in our four walls and are we nice to people and to each other and call it a day? I think the big lesson and the big area that Mark and Gary V are, are focusing in and navigating around there, Mike, is this idea of approval seeking. And I think we're very, very, uh, it's very easy nowadays to get caught up in a, in a world of social media, of 24-hour news, as well as uh, appeasing your, your boss or your partners or going further with your career. It, it's all about approval seeking, isn't it? So you're second guessing how somebody else is going to respond or react to you. So maybe you are intentionally very agreeable or conversely, maybe you are intentionally very uh, disagreeable mm-hmm. and you leave quite scathing reviews or point fingers and, and you don't take any blame and instead you pass it out. And I think this is really what the subtle art is, is helping us navigate around. It's not only understanding the values that really matter to you, but at the same time, it's helping you realize or helping us realize that seeking approval from, from everybody isn't necessarily something that we should care about and, and be focused around. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, don't fall for the trap of this kind of virtue signaling or this outrage. I mean, so much of what we see online is, is designed to trick us and we don't see the full context. Um, you know, so be careful. And I like what Mark Manson said, like, don't rush to judgment, you know, Mm. who, who are we to know? Like, we don't have the full story. Um, and I think what this does from, from Manson's perspective, it sets us up in a really good place because it's like, don't fall for, for those little tricks of moral righteousness online. Don't fall for that. Rather divert your energy towards the things that you can do. You can devote your energy to your career, your business, your time, your money, your health, happiness, goals, friends, families, partner, your community. This is where you can be the best version of yourself. And there's lots of ideas, lots of values that you can take to all of those different things in your life to be the very best version of yourself. And I think now that we've really set it up, Mark, I think we've seen that values are a filter or a checklist that help us operate in the world. They can be a key to discovering what we really want in life. And let's make sure that we don't fall for some of the traps that uh, the good old interwebs and and Mark Zuckerberg's tools tend to Mm. present to us a little too often. Let's come back Let's be prepared to reflect upon ourselves and be the best version of ourselves. Mark, I'm, I'm really uh, enjoying the way Mark Manson has brought us to this very practical and um, ubiquitous challenge of just 
not being addicted to all the signals on the outside, but getting back to things that are happening on the inside. What do you think? Well, I I think it feels liberating. You know, Mm. when you do stop caring about uh, uploading your latest picture onto social media and worried about how many people are going to like it, it is liberating, isn't it? When you stop caring uh, what everybody else thinks and you're trying to impress them, it, it does. You feel a little bit freer and you're able instead to, uh, rather than having to justify yourself to everybody, you kind of think, okay, well, does it make me happy? Can I reflect on it? And it does. It feels practical as well as um, empowering, actually, when we do stop and reassess the things that we do uh, care about. I'm, I'm mm. really enjoying, it's quite a surprise, really, despite the uh, confrontational, controversial headline of the subtle art. It's, it's a very, um, practical, uh, book that we can all, we can all learn from even now. I totally, totally agree with you. And it sets up the next clip from Mark Manson, the author of the subtle art. And, um, well, we talked about what we don't want to do, but what do we want to do and how do we want to work, interact, uh, with friends, family, peers, and colleagues. Well, don't you worry. Mark Manson's got some thoughts on treating people well. One of the things you say is um, that your one rule for life is each person must never be treated only as a means to some other end, but must also be treated as an end themselves. Yeah. Please tell me what that means. And- <laughs> mm. It's a little. It's a little philosophical. It actually comes from from the philosopher Kant. Um, yeah. It basically means that like. I think anything that is is unethical or unhealthy, it's because we're not we're treating another person as a means to another end, right? So if you're kind of using somebody for their money or if you're manipulating somebody to try to like get a job or a promotion or something, um, or if you're just straight up like stealing from somebody or lying to them, like in all of those cases, you're tre- you're valuing some external thing, whether it's money or a car or prestige, more than the person themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, it's just kind of like when I look at every useful piece of advice, whether in personal development or just how to be a good person, mm-hmm. you know, how to be an ethical person, it all comes right back down to that rule. Like you everything you do, it needs to be ultimately for the betterment of yourself or others, like making yourself a better person and making other people better too. And anytime you deviate from that, you're either going to get into ethical trouble Mm. or you're going to get into toxic relationships. Like if I've got a car that I'm selling and I know that it's faulty, yeah. But I invite someone over and I say, this is the best car in the world. Please buy yeah. it. It's unethical. And you're, you're using that person as a means to an end. In a personal development context, it's like if you're dating somebody, not really because you like them, but because you want to impress your friends, then you're using that person as a means to some other end. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like that relationship is going to go south mm-hmm. really fast. Like it's going to get ugly. So it's not just ethical, it's practical. You know, Kant minute like said it in ethical terms, but I just kind of realized that it's like all good personal development advice is essentially the same thing. It's like Mm. treat people well, like put place people before money, before 
you know, accolades before attention or status, mm. like always put people first and, uh, and everything else kind of takes care of itself. And that's the long-term game, right? That's yeah. the, the, it's cause in the short term you might sell the car, yeah, but in the long term, your reputational damage and your general sense of feeling inside and yeah, which, which you see all the time in, in internet businesses, right? Like it's, you see kind of those sleazy sales letters that, that are pushing a, a questionable product and sure, maybe they, they have a big like $5 million launch, but they've just completely destroyed, you know, eventually all those people who bought are going to realize that the product is shit mm. and they're never going to buy from you again. And so you've, yeah, you made a bunch millions of dollars up front, but you've completely destroyed your brand and you're going to have to start over from scratch. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you kind of start with the people in mind and you focus on the good product, the good relationship, giving people good value, you make less money up front, but then those people stick with you. Mm. Wow, Mike. I mean, in uh, using people not as a means to an end, uh, treating them well, uh, this is some pretty good core essential behavior that, that kind of makes us all human, isn't it? It really does. And, um, you know, it leads me to a fun little exercise I think we can do together, which is, Okay, so we want to treat someone well. I think notionally that sounds good, but let's dig into it. Let's kind of brainstorm a little bit and apply it to ourselves. Let's apply it to each other. Uh, We've dug up a list of 20 values, which which all of them are great, but let's do this fun exercise, Mike. Like let's say you and I, we we think this notion, do we want to... uh, um, treat people well, well, what would be the key values in treating others well? So I'll let you go first. Mm. We've got this list of 20. Which one jumps out at you first? So values that help me treat others well, I think it it doesn't, um, it needs to be quite a long-term way of thinking in my mind. If I'm going to treat somebody well, I need to be loyal. I need to demonstrate loyalty to them, whether that's my partners, my family, or my colleagues and boss. I I feel as though loyalty for me is a Mm. a pillar that stands Mm. up there. Uh, I I like that one too. Here's a a fun exercise um, that I use to reinforce or to make a path clear what is the loyal thing to do here which is to put the to swap the situation around. Let's say mm. it's a situation between me and somebody else. How would I feel if they did that to me? Yes. And if I think no, they did that that would be a solid in my book. That's a that's that's a loyal act. Then that kind of helps me adjust my radar. Yep, that's the right thing to do. It's quite good, right? Like if you're not quite sure, let's say it's with your partner and you're like, well, what if they did that to me? Would that sound yes. right? Does that feel it, like the right thing to do? It, it, exactly. So it, before you send a short email or a text or you pick up the phone and, and, and have a go at somebody, what if they, if the roles were reversed and they did that to you, how would you feel? Would you feel uh, inspired or would you feel frustrated? Yeah, I, I totally agree, Mike. Having um, the ability to put the shoe on the other foot, as they say, mm-hmm. is a really good way of demonstrating or imagining how the other person might experience what it is that you want to say or do. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, one that jumps out for me is humility. 
because I've sometimes got this bad habit of getting carried away with what I'm doing. And I love um, this idea of humility and a good rule for humility is um, be the last to speak in a meeting. Um, yep. Listen first is, are just great ways of being humble and and you know, coming back to what Mark Manson was talking about, he said, like, you want to treat people well, well, this, this is, is how, how you do it. Let's do one more for you. There's a, I mean, we've got heaps of these. I, there's so many and we will, we'll put them up into our show notes as well, listeners. So you can, you can have a go for me, Mike, uh, one that's really stands out as a moonshots way of thinking, honesty, the yeah. ability to take accountability and ownership over something. I mean, look, there's been times in my career and even relationship with friends and family where I just think, ah, does it matter if I tell the truth here? Maybe it would be less painful for me if I did sugarcoat something or maybe I point the finger. Instead, taking ownership, being honest, putting your hand up and saying, hey, sorry guys, I dropped the ball there. I won't do it again. I'll learn from this is a really uh, selfless way, I think, of, of uh, experiencing and, and acting to other people so that they feel more comfortable with me. Does that, does that stand out to you as well? Yeah. I think, you know, being honest with yourself is probably one of the hardest things. In uh, life. But, but again, you know, for, for me, if I'm trying to uh, uh, be honest with myself, it will, I'll, 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 I'll ask for feedback from colleagues, um, from other people. Hey, you asked me to be more forthcoming in the future, in the past. Have I done that a little bit more? Mm. I've really tried or more personally, maybe I'll write it down in a journal and maybe I'll revisit it in a week or a month or a year's time and, and test and see whether I have in fact changed. Very good practice. Very, very good practice. Yeah. No, that's great. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's really good because we're getting into the hard work of treating people well. And, uh, I think like you can never spend too much time on this, right? Because sometimes we're just so busy that we're not, we're so focused on what we're doing. We're not asking ourselves enough. How are we going about it now on that topic? We've got one more thought, uh, from Mark Manson, but before we get there, I just want to say, if you're thinking about treating people well, I reckon uh, getting yourself a good dose of the Moonshots Master Series would be treating yourself well. Well, don't you think, Mark? That's right. Learning out loud and and helping us keep the uh, Moonshots podcast going down the road and growing week by week, day by day, is something that we can only do with you, our listeners. So joining us over at moonshots.io, listening to the show, or maybe even better joining us as members or subscribers, which you can do through your podcast app of choice, as well as by moonshots.io and clicking on the members button. You can help us deconstruct the successes of entrepreneurs. You can help us learn about critical thinking, leadership, as well as personal development. And Mike, I think it's fair to say that you and I and our team always get a lot of value out of the lessons and areas that we could deconstruct on the show. And you as our listeners, we hope that you do too. So please come and join us over at moonshots.io, become a subscriber or a member and uh, be part of the Moonshots family every single week and month as we continue learning all of these amazing lessons from Mark Manson and others. 
Very good stuff. Now, just to recap, we've talked about you know, values are the the filter, the guiding light, if you will, on how you want to behave in the world, which helps you figure out what you want to do in the world. We have to be careful that when we talk about values that we're not uh, falling for the trap of, you know, moral righteousness or virtue signaling, but rather to treat people well. What a great setup from Mark Manson. Now, all of this has to be done not just once, not just over a day, but over a lifetime. And so this calls upon something that we all need, which is resilience and determination. So let's have a listen to this last thought from Mr. Mark Manson, the author of The Subtle Art, and he's going to talk about what you can sustain. Manson says, your success in life is determined by how you answer the question, what pain can I sustain? He goes on to say that people who enjoy the struggles of a gym are the ones who run triathlons and have chiseled abs and can bench press a small house. People who enjoy long work weeks and the politics of the corporate ladder are the ones who fly to the top of it. People who enjoy the stresses and uncertainties of the starving artist lifestyle are ultimately the ones who live it and make it. The subtlety in subtly not giving a f about how painful your problems are is knowing what painful problems you should lean into and what painful problems you should avoid. To know which pain you should lean into, you need to know your values. All emotional and psychological pain results from a value being violated. If seeing your child struggling to read is painful, it's because you value your child's happiness and you value education. If seeing your neighbor drive a Tesla makes you angry because their Tesla is a nicer car than yours, you value material success and are measuring your worth accordingly. You could endure 100-hour work weeks to get a nicer car, but you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? You get to decide which values are worth fighting for and which are not. Whenever you're struggling with a problem, ask yourself, what is the underlying value that is causing my pain? Then determine if that value is worth fighting for by taking that value for a test drive and imagine making your life all about that value to the exclusion of others. If you made your life all about material success, would that be a life you'd be proud of? Only you can answer that question based on your unique set of values. The goal for everyone is to be aware of bad, outdated values that you are needlessly suffering to uphold and replace them with more meaningful values, values you are willing to suffer for. Life is full of suffering, but your suffering will be meaningful if you choose values that are worth suffering for. This feels like a big, big Ooh. conclusion or extension, <laughs> Mike, to what we've really been discussing and covering in today's show, all about Mark Manson and the subtle art. It's understanding and knowing your values and allowing them to inform how you react to, to difficulties and, and challenges yeah. in life, right? I liked how he talked about like the, the stress and the pain comes from when there's a break in, in the values. Oh, that's right? a when, good line. Yeah. yeah. And there's a disconnect. Um, and um, a great idea is to go back to that list that we just mentioned and you can get those at the show notes uh, at moonshots.io. You can also get a transcription of the entire show, but you can look at that list of 20 values and ask yourself, which ones do I want to fight for? And, you know, what's quite interesting is when you are doing things that you choose to do that satisfy you, that are your natural uh, habitat, and you're doing them in a way 
that is true to you and your values, then it won't feel uh, incredibly painful. There may be some mm. discomfort, but because you're able to relate your purpose and your values to the act, it will actually give you a lot more power and energy because you know you're fighting for the right thing, that you're you're striving for the right goals, objectives, and you're doing it in a way that is true to you. So right now, listeners, if you're listening to this show and saying, ah, uh, you know, I'm feeling some real pain and discomfort from the work that I'm doing or a partnership that I'm in or whatever it is, what you will find is that there will be a disconnect either in the values or the purpose. So you might be going in a direction that you don't like, that's not true to you, or in fact, you may be going in the right direction, but how you're doing it, the way you're going in that direction is not true to you. And that's really the challenge that Mark Manson puts to us, which is to choose the right purpose and to choose the right values to get yourself there. Pretty good stuff, huh? Pretty good stuff. And and as I reflect on some other moonshotters and individuals we've covered in the past, Mike, like the Elon Musks, for example, it's likely that one of his values was around, uh, let's say, toughness or, or being oh. self-reliant. So actually by having a value that's closely tied to uh, resilience or growth, you can actually therefore uh, compartmentalize or avoid stress because actually you realize it does align with your values. So yeah. if you are finding that something's really, really tricky, but then you remind yourself that the, your one of your values is about learning, well, suddenly maybe it doesn't feel quite so stressful anymore. Exactly. And, and I think uh, it becomes so much more easy to invest yourself in a, into a, an endeavor or a project going in a direction, even when you're in the valley of darkness and you're like, oh my gosh, this is tough, but I know that I'm doing this according to my values. I'm not mm. taking shortcuts. I'm doing it the right way. And there's just a certain knowingness, right? I think we, by and large, humans know good from bad. Humans know the right thing to do. It's not always easy to execute in the right way, mm -hmm. but I think we do know it. And if you have those values and you have clarity on your purpose, I think you can really go far. I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. So Mark, here we are. We have got to the end of Mark Mason and the subtle art. It is the first in a series of mindset superstars, mindset ideas, uh, to help us be the best version of ourselves. You're fresh back from your global tour, Mark. It's a great way for us to refresh your mind. So I'm interested to know what's really kind of left an imprint on you as we've gone through the work of Mark Manson. Well, I, I think the, as I, I think about the, the, the great series we've got coming up on mindset, we've got uh, fantastic work from Robert Green, from Chris Voss, as well as Daniel Pink, who's an individual that we've covered in the master series, but we ha haven't uh, delved into on the weekly shows yet. I think it's really about um, understanding and identifying your core values straight away. That's the foundation. That's the ground level that as I look towards mm. mindset and personal development, without that, it's very, very tricky or maybe shaky to then build on um, a house of, of behavior on top of that. So really starting with understanding your values and how you do stuff. Yeah, that, that for me is the big takeaway from Mark Manson. What, what about you? What really stood out from the subtle art? 
Well, you know, the the reason why values are so important is this is how you filter the world and, and how you can just basically reduce all of that noise around you and just focus on the signal. I, I mean, I really like that. And uh, I thought it was really fun to kick around values and ask yourself, you know, which ones matter to me most? How do I do them? I think that that was really refreshing. And I, I rarely if ever have those sorts of discussions. So this is a huge learning for me too. Yep. Really, really fun. Well, Mark, here we are. We're at the end of the first show uh, in our supercharged, our 2022 mindset series. So I want to say thank you to you for fighting the jet lag, coming into the studio, recording with me. And I want to say thank you to you, our listeners, our moonshotters, those of you who want to be the best version of yourself, who want to join the conversation and learn out loud together. And boy, did we do some learning today on show 167 with author Mark Manson and his book, The Subtle Art. It started with this very fundamental idea of values being the things that help you to compartmentalize, to filter the world. And that sets the agenda for you to figure out what you want, what's your purpose. And then we made sure that we were aware of that trap of the moral righteousness. Rather, we turned towards ourselves and how we treat others, and we made a promise to treat others well. And if we do that, we could go on the lifelong journey of learning, of growing, and knowing that we can fight the good fight because it's our purpose and our values. So there you have it, everyone. That's it for the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.